Well, I think that's a stark reality of sometimes our thoughts. And over the next few weeks, I want to really get into a, a series where we're going to begin to start talking about our thoughts. So a lot of times people come to church and we, we, we just leave our thoughts at the door and be able to come in and, and, and try to worship the Lord. And, and we're never empty-headed because there's always thoughts within us. And I know, um, you know, even as a male, I may not have some of those thoughts, but I have some of those thoughts because there's always those thoughts that are taking place. And I want to talk a little bit about building a new you. I want to, how do we build a new me? I've heard of situations where people are like, I just want to be the best me I possibly can be. Well, what does that mean? Because that's such a broad stroke. But if we're going to begin to build a new you, We've got to have a new way of thinking. Say that with me. A new way of thinking. And I want us to look at some biblical principles here in the Word so we're going to begin to build on some things. Over the next few weeks, probably a couple months, maybe a couple of years, we're just going to continue to work on that. Because I'm going to give you some scientific proof, but also I want to give you some spiritual framework in which you can begin to start thinking about what you're thinking about. Thinking about what you're thinking about. Have you ever thought about what you're thinking about? A lot of times we don't. We do think and then we just do this. But I'm going to give you, let me give you some scriptures today. We're going to kind of build this foundation. Then we're going to begin to build on it for the next few weeks um, or month or so. Romans 12, chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. I want to look at verses 1 through 3. Romans chapter 12, if you got your Bibles, your cell phone, iPad, whatever, look it up, pull it up, or we've got it up here for you. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. I want us to begin to start challenging our mindsets. I want to challenge your mindset because thoughts are very powerful. And if I begin to start thinking about my thoughts, then maybe I can begin to start changing some of my behavior. I can change my reactions. So let me give you some scriptures real quick. We're going to just talk about a few things. And, and uh, Romans chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So let me pause right there a moment. So the Bible tells us for us not to be conformed to the things of this world, but it tells us how to be transformed. It tells us by the renewing of our what? Our mind. Everybody say mind. So our mind. So when we begin to start renewing our mind, because our mind is where you think, you feel, and you choose. You think, you feel, and you choose. Say it with me. Think, feel, and choose. Again, think, feel, and choose. Where, where do you make these decisions? You, you, it's got to be a thought. Everything we do is begin to be birthed out of a thought. There's three divisions in our mind or of our mind. And the mind is not the brain. We'll talk a little bit about that next week. But the mind is not the brain. But there is your conscious mind. Everybody heard that? Your conscious mind. There is also your non-conscious mind. There's your conscious mind, your non-conscious mind, and then how many of us have to deal with the subconscious mind? 
When we begin to start understanding and realizing not only biologically what takes place, but as we look at spiritually, he's saying, Paul, in, in, to the church of Rome, this Christianity was a new thing. And it may be a new thing to some of you, or, or you may begin to start experiencing it in a new way. He was saying, you know what? In order to be transformed, in order to be changed to where God really wants us to be, we've got to do it by renewing our mind. And if that's the key to renewing our mind, then I've got to understand a little bit about my mind. How many of you know you have a magnificent mind? I mean, it is, it is absolutely unbelievable. You can tell that God is involved in it because it can be limitless at times. And he goes on, let me go on with the rest of the scripture. He says, so the mind is where you think, feel, and choose. The rest of that scripture says, so that you may be able to prove the will of God and what that is, that which is good, acceptable, and perfect. Verse 3, for through the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of yourself more highly than you ought to think, but to think as to have sound judgment. Think as to have sound judgment, as God has allowed it to each a measure of faith. Have we thought about having sound judgment? Do we think through processes in our mind? Do we think through the reality of how we're going to deal with certain things in our life? Do we think through the decisions that we make and how it can affect us or others? You know, a lot of times we will make those decisions. We'll make them based on what? On a feeling. I want this. It makes me feel good. And I think I'm going to get my value from that. And I, and, I, and, I, and I go ahead and get that. The word think, this word think, he says, but to think as to have a sound judgment. This word think, when you look it up in the Greek, it is, it is phreo or F-R-O-H-E-H-O, phreo. And it literally means this. Have I got, okay, good. It means to exercise the mind. How many of you exercise the body? Every time I see Mario, a lot of times I drive by and I see Mario's, you know, vehicle over at the, 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 the gym. He's been working out. You know what I mean? And I, I look around and I know a lot of people will exercise our physical bodies. But how are we exercising our mind? So this word actually literally means this. So when he says to think to have sound judgment, that means we're exercising our mind. It also means to be mentally disposed in a certain direction, okay? To be mentally disposed in a certain direction, that we go in this certain direction. And it also means, to think means to ponder. Hmm. <laughs> have you really thought about it? Well, I thought it was going to be a good deal, and it turned out not to be a good deal. Because I didn't think about what I was thinking about. Are you all getting this? We didn't think about what we were thinking about. And I want us to be able to, to think about that. So when you, when you think about thinking, then you're realizing that you're exercising your mind. You're pondering about something. So then that becomes a thought. Everybody say thought. So let me see if I've got the definition for a thought up there. It means like a concept or idea concept or idea. I thought about it. I thought about the concept. I thought about the idea. It has an end product in your mind. You've thought about the finished product, what that looks like, what that is, what that's going to be. It also goes on and it says, if you have a thought 
A thought in your mind actually takes up real estate. There's real estate in your mind, just like there's physical real estate on the earth. In your mind, just like in Woodward, this building sits on a piece of real estate. It takes up real estate. When we have a thought in our mind, do you realize it takes up mental real estate? It's in your mind. It's there, right? It's, it's, it, when we think about that, it's got, it's got, it has a mental real estate. I, I really thought that was pretty cool when I was beginning to really begin to learn and, and meditate on this and think about it, ponder on it, but look at it and go, you know, it does. We can have a thought and it takes up real estate within our mind. You can have a thought of this afternoon or tomorrow or what your future is going to be or what's going on in your life. And a lot of times, just like the, the lady in the video, how many of you can relate to that video? Just like the lady in the video, there's so many things going on in our daily pressure and, and acceptance and all sorts of things that are going on in our life. Do you know that a thought can bring thousands of memories? A thought will bring back thousands of memories. You can have a thought of your past as a child, and it can bring back all sorts of memories. Mine bring, you know, just now, my mind is just, I have a thought. My dad used to have a, a red and white Ford truck, you know, and, and I remember the time that he had bought that truck, and it was new, and he, we lived in upstate New York, and, and it was like um, he had come in with this new truck, and I'd always see when I'd, I'd go to school on the school bus, I'd look out, and if I saw a red and white truck, I always thought it was my dad's truck, right? It was always my dad. Dad was everywhere, you know, and it's kind of like you get, a, you get a new vehicle and you think you're the only one driving it, and then you see everybody's got the same vehicle around, you know? So we have to realize that a thought can bring thousands of memories. We're thinking about a thought today. Do you think those memories can be good? Sure. Can the memories be bad? Oh, absolutely. Can that begin to affect you? Can it affect what you do, what you say, how you act? Oh, come on, somebody. So when, how, how deep is this? And I think, man, this is, we're getting even deeper. It's like, you know, we're just, I want to be able to get deeper. I want to be able to, God's given us a mind. And I want us to be able to begin to think about things in our lives. There is no hope today in some areas because they're thinking there's no hope. Or they're being told by social media that there's no hope. Or they're being told by social media that everything's going to fall apart. Or they've been told by whoever. And that thought can begin to create. So I want to share with you, Dr. Caroline Leaf is a communication pathologist and cognitive neuroscience. Communication pathologist and cognoneuroscience. In other words, she studies the mind. She studies the brain. She studies how you have neurons in your brain and how they can fire and refire and how they connect for your body to do things. It's all, the central system is right there in your brain. And we'll, we'll do a little bit of breaking down. But here's what she says. Everything that we say and do is first a physical thought in the physical. Everything we say and do is first a physical thought in the physical. Let's think about that a moment. 
You think about this, you do this. Right? Does that make sense? She goes on and she says, how important are thoughts? Listen to this. I think we put this up. We can go three weeks without food. We can go three days without water. Some of y'all fasted and done three days without water. You can go three weeks without food. Josiah, we can go three days without water. You can go three minutes without oxygen. But you cannot go three seconds without a thought. Whoa! Really? Think about that. You guys are having thoughts right here. Some of you are thinking about lunch. You're thinking about the afternoon. You're thinking about school. You're thinking about whatever. You know what I mean? We're just thinking about all sorts of stuff. There's thoughts coming and going. So don't you think that that would be an important thing for us to begin to realize and understand and look at? What are my thoughts? Because if I'm going three weeks without food, I can go three days, what, without water. I can go three minutes without oxygen. Some of you can hold your breath for three minutes, right? Some of you maybe 30 seconds, but, you know, you can develop that. And swimmers and divers, they can go three minutes without it. The mind. The mind. There, there used to be a commercial years ago, and it would say, the mind is a terrible thing to waste. Do anybody remember that? It was a campaign on that. And our mind is so amazing. Again, our mind is not our brain. We'll talk a little bit about that next week. But the mind has trillions and trillions of thoughts a day. Trillions of thoughts, and some of the thoughts are good, and some of the thoughts are bad, and some of the thoughts bring back memories from this place and that place, and, and everything else that begin to happen and begin to take place, and those, those thoughts are there, and, and how do we deal with those thoughts? And we look at the scripture, and it says we need to be transformed by the renewing of our, our mind, literally our thoughts. How do we transform our thoughts? We've been trying to transform your thoughts for 24 years. That you are not just a sinner, but you're a sinner saved by God's grace. And you're a child of the Most High God. And you become a new creation in Christ Jesus. The old has passed away and the new has come. If you've gotten anything, you've got to know that, wait a minute, I'm higher than that. I'm a rise up of that. I'm special. I'm, I'm, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm an amazing child of the Most High God. That was my past. This is my future. Amen. And, my, and it stands on the rock of Christ give him a shout of praise this morning hallelujah I'm just like God you are if anything because we've got to transform our thoughts I got to think about sinning and when I think about sinning what happens the Bible has a process you all of a sudden you begin to think about it and then it starts to take root and then it starts to grow and then it pull you know what I mean and then it produces something are you with me so we got to come to that place where if our thoughts are, are that important, that our behaviors can't change because we're thinking about something negative all the time, how can I have a positive thought? Because I just spend all my time dwelling on the negative. Now you guys know I'm an optimist, there is no doubt about that. But when I think about our, our minds having trillions and trillions of thought, I can stand up here and preach and I'm telling you, my mind's thinking about some stuff. And it's thinking about stuff that probably has nothing to do with church right now. But it, you, you're the same way. So when we look at that, I want to give you some more scriptures. Proverbs 23, 7. Let's take a look at this scripture. 
Proverbs 23, 7. I think I got it up there. I didn't give you that one? Oh, good. So you guys can look it up. It says this. It says, for, <laughs> it says, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. As the man thinks, and there's another version that says, thinks of himself or about himself, so he is. You, if, if I could tell you that you are everything of what you think you are, that's what's being produced, what you're thinking about. When you think I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, you're willing to tackle anything. Are you with me? When you think I, I've got the mind of Christ, I can do this. When you go to school and you struggle with a problem or, 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 or a concept and you're going, I don't know if I can get this or not. And you went, wait a minute. I've got the mind of Christ. I can do this. I'm an overcomer. I'm a conqueror. I can rise up and do this. I, I know I can do this. No matter what my mind is conditioned to do, you can begin to start having those thoughts and say, wait a minute. This word thought in the Hebrew, I was going to show you the scripture, but it says as he thinks within himself. The word thought in the Hebrew is a gatekeeper. A gatekeeper. So as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So there's a thought, if I could give it to you this way. In your heart, as you goes from here to here, there's a gate and it lets that thought in or out. Yes or no? You know, we've all seen, what, years ago, this guy... The devil would pop up on one shoulder and an angel would be on the other, right? And they would be going back and forth. That, that is a, probably a real true analogy of our thoughts. If we can go this way or we can go that way. We can go this way, we can go that way. And the thought will bring up a memory. And the memory can cause you to do things you wouldn't normally do. I thought I was over that. The pain and the hurts come back. Some memories are good. We want to keep that memory. We have a thought of, you know, our, think about our wedding day. Woohoo! Yeah, baby. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah. You want to have some good thought? Think about your wedding day. You know, if it's been a good wedding, you know. So, you, you know, it's, it's, we think about that. I think about that. I need to have thoughts. I think about you. I think about you guys. I think about, you know, even with the, we talked about the birth this morning. I think about how beautiful that is and how amazing that is and how, how God is so amazing when a child comes forth. And those thoughts can begin to bring emotions, can't they? So our emotions, control your emotions, maybe if you controlled your thoughts, you control your emotion. You want joy? Maybe we can think of some joyous things. He says, as a man thinks within his heart, so is he. So I've got this thought, and, and all of a sudden, it's a gatekeeper, and it's saying you come in or you don't come in. You go out or you don't go out. See, if we're thinking all those trillion thoughts a day, where are they going? Dr. Carolina, she, says, she said that basically you've got, they got to go somewhere. And they go through your body. They go through your soul. They go through your mind. They go through your brain. Are you with me? Everything has to go through it. And if that's the case, then we, we can deal with the trauma that comes in our life. 
Mario's therapist, and I was thinking about Kim too, and and others that deal with psychology and 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 also helping people and and walking through some things. And it was like our thoughts. If there's trillions of thoughts coming in my mind today, then it's going to influence me one way or another, isn't it? Say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So if I begin to start meditating on that, and then I begin, I think I can do it. So I'm going to give you another scripture. Not only was I talking about Romans 12, but... But Proverbs 23, 7, you can write that down. But also look at 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 5. Did I put that up on there? Yay! I got that for you. Paul's dealing with the Corinthian church. And there was all sorts of things. He wrote this one letter, man. The first letter he wrote, it was pretty harsh. You read 1 Corinthians, it's a pretty tough letter. They were doing some stupid stuff. They were trying to bring in and mix all sorts of stuff together. The church was doing some crazy stuff. There was stuff happening in there that wasn't pleasing to God and wasn't pleasing to the church and everything else. And Paul was pretty hard on the church. And the second letter he writes to the Corinthian church, he's kind of like, he softened a little bit. <laughs> I think he's probably thought about it and thought about the grace of God and then experienced the grace of God. And he was like, um, okay, well, let's, let's operate in the grace that God has. And he starts talking about these things. We're talking about thoughts. Everybody say thoughts. We're talking about those thoughts. We're staying on these thoughts. 2 Corinthians 10, verses 3 through 5. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not wage battle according to the flesh. Could I have fleshly thoughts? Can I have spiritual thoughts? Can I have godly thoughts? Can I have ungodly thoughts? So all these trillions of thoughts are coming in today, and I'm trying to determine, godly, not godly, godly, not godly. You know what I mean? I'm trying to determine where it's going to go, right? It's where it goes, and does it go into my mind, and does it go into my heart, and does it create something within me, my, my behavior? A lot of times we can't change behavior because we haven't changed our thoughts. Right, Mario? We, we, we are thinking on those things, so we behave that way. I'm telling you, look, nobody, nobody, nobody think about a red truck. Don't think about a red truck. Do not, do not think about a red truck. Nobody have a red. Who all got a red truck in their mind? As soon as I mentioned red truck, it's like, I got the red truck. Anybody remember the truck? You remember the right? The big truck, little truck. Now all of a sudden you got, your thoughts are going on. Don't think about a red truck, but what you're thinking about. You know what I mean? Years ago, I was going to quit smoking. And this has nothing to do with anybody that smokes or doesn't smoke. But I was going to quit smoking. But the more I thought about quitting smoking, the more I wanted to smoke. Right? I mean, to think about it. The more you quit something, you better quit that. You better quit it. And you're going, okay, I'm going to quit it. And you're thinking, why do I have to quit that? <laughs> you got all these thoughts that are coming through, and you're just like, wait a minute. And then again, what we talked about was the gatekeeper. So he says, we're waging war not according to the flesh. The battle you've got, Joyce Meyer did, wrote a book called The Battlefield of the Mind, and that was, that was probably the, one of the first things that really thought, hey, you know, the, way, the war is up here. I've got to wage the war up here. Didn't realize how many thoughts I got coming in my mind and what those thoughts are all about. He says, though we walk in the flesh, we don't wage battle according to the flesh. For the weapons 
of our warfare are not of the flesh. Think about that. It may not be a gun. May not be a tank. It may not be anger, bitterness, or hatred. It's something that is even, could I say, above that. More than that. It goes on, it says, but they're divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses or strongholds. And you can go in other countries and you can look at the castles they have and the fortified areas. That's what it is. It's a fortified area. Sometimes our thoughts are used for building blocks. And we begin to build this thought process. For years we've been tearing down the thought process that you're just a worm crawling on the ground. To give you a thought process that you're a child of the Most High God. That you're sons and daughters of the King of Kings and the Lords of Lords. Amen? And, 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 and we've built these things in us, these fortified areas, these bricks or blocks, and we've built these thoughts, and these thoughts have created these huge castles. You guys see that in your mind? You see that. It's like that, and, and, and you want to change your behavior, but that wall is too big. Because we've created something within our thoughts. We've created a way that says, no, i got to have this. I need to have this. And your thoughts can actually control your physical body. can release certain things in your mind. It can, it can do certain things. There are certain chemicals that are released when you have certain thoughts. I read recently where it, was, it talked about your cell phone. When you leave your cell phone at home, they compared it to the energy within your brain that it's the same as if you got a tornado warning. Tornado warning. You know what I mean? You left your cell phone at home and our thoughts are so tied to that. Oh, come on, somebody. That it creates a chemical reaction within your body. It creates some things in us, and we don't realize sometimes that that's how it operates. But he goes on and he talks about these fortresses that we build. And we're, we're going we're gonna to start tearing some of that stuff down. We're going to have you think about your thought and see how it creates your behavior. Okay? I don't like that person. Why don't you like that person? My wife, she didn't like him. We know that's not Pastor Shelley because she loves everybody. But now all of a sudden, I don't like that person because they don't like that person. Called the borrowed offense. There's some spiritual things we could deal with. But he goes on and he talks about the weapons of our warfare. Our mighty. Right? For the pulling down of, of strongholds. He goes, verse 5. Let's see if we got yeah, verse 5. We're destroying arguments and arrogance raised up against the knowledge of God. And there it is right there. And we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Every thought captive. Every thought, every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Every thought captive. We've seen that. How many of you have seen that? And now all of a sudden it looks different now, doesn't it? 
because there's so many thoughts going on in our mind and we're realizing how our thoughts are affecting us and how it can be affecting our behavior. And we realize that our thoughts are, are, are doing some things. And a cognitive neuroscientist is telling us how these things connect and disconnect. Forty years ago, they didn't have the technology to be able to see the brain functions to where the, the, the neuroplasticity within inside your brain, there are, are areas where things can be rewired and refired. Am I saying that correctly? Rewired and refired. Some people think, well, I got a DNA and my DNA says this. Well, now they're saying that there is some neuroplasticity within us, within us, and our brain can, can, you know, when you, let me try to slow down a minute. Scientists are finding out, doctors are finding out through science that when, um, when people do meth, it disconnects their brains. And some people are like, it can never be reconnected. Well, they're finding out that there's a way to refire and rewire your brain to, your, your brain to reconnect. And I'm, how many of you know I want that? I believe it's a God deal. You know what I mean? When we look at that, I believe that science, got, the Bible is always going to confirm science. And they're going to find things scientifically, and you know they have now over the past 40, 30 or 40 years, that you can look in the Bible and go, yeah, it was in there the whole time. So when we start thinking about taking every thought captive, when we start thinking about those things, it, there's this concept that we've got that we know that the mind, it's going to help us think, it's going to help us feel, and it's going to help us choose, and we're going to make different choices. Let me go on with this scripture right here. We're destroying arguments and all arrogance raised against the knowledge of God, and we're taking captive every thought to the obedience of Christ. I mean, if we're going to have trillions of thoughts come through, how do you take all those captive? <laughs> Whew, I got it. I got it. In the natural, you're thinking, there's no way. I don't have enough arms and hands. and you know, I don't have enough catcher's mitts to be able to get that. But these thoughts that come through can create emotions in your life. If thoughts can create bad things then the question is is can your thoughts create good things say I am fearfully and wonderfully made I'm created in the image of God when we begin to start thinking about these thoughts and we take them in and we think about the thoughts of what we just thought about then we got to say, this is not what God wants. This is what God wants. So over the next few weeks, we're going to talk about thinking of our thoughts. We're going to talk about the next few weeks of how we can begin to, to change our behaviors. How we, if we change our thoughts and what's linked to our thoughts and deal with some of the emotions. This is hard, church. Deal with some of the emotions that can be in those thoughts. When we're able to deal with some of those things, then you can begin to walk free. We're going to talk about what a thought is. We're going to literally break it down. We're going to talk about what the mind is. We're going to talk about what the brain is. We're going to, we're going to talk about the different functions that they have and how it may impact us. And how we may not realize this. 
We've looked at some scriptures today that we've shown you how important the scriptures are about our thoughts. Because that's what's driving everything. Can we change our behavior if we change the thoughts in our mind that affects our brain and it changes some things physically within you? Is that possible? When Paul said, I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus, I've been trying to meditate on that. Shelly's, Shelly and I talk about this, and I'm, uh, I, it's a new species of being. And, and she's like, you always use the word new species of being. I said, because when God's creating something in us, it's not like, it's not like a larva from a caterpillar. And the caterpillar just gets wings stuck on it. That caterpillar goes through a transformation and comes out an entirely different being as a butterfly. Sometimes we just think we're being renewed of our old self. My renewal of my old self was my old self is dead and I have a new DNA. And if I have a new DNA and God says I have a new DNA, then I've got new thoughts that are coming in that are, make sure I'm saying this right, that are changing the neuroplasticity within my brain and they're connecting and firing and refiring some new things so I can think about something differently and not have a bad memory attached to it so I can begin to walk free. I know y'all are going, this is too much today. You got me thinking, honey. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, sometimes I come home and Shelly's like, you want to think about this? And I'm like, no, I don't want to think about nothing else. Now she knows why. There's tens of thousands of hundreds of thousands of thoughts rolling through here. So, you know, I'm just worn out. (laughs) Anybody know what I'm talking about? Can I get an amen? So I want to look at a new way of thinking, a new way. I'm I'm not saying take something that's old and begin to just think about it differently. But I want to be able to think about our thoughts and how it's creating our behavior and the way we look at things and view things because I want to help you build a new you. I want a new attitude. I want to be in Christ Jesus and the old things really have gone away and the new has come. And what does that new look like? And the scripture is very, very clear about the thoughts. We saw it in Romans chapter 12. We saw it in Proverbs 23, 7. And we we saw it in 2 Corinthians 10. He said, the weapons of our warfare are mighty for the pulling down of strongholds. I mean, we've got to take those thoughts captive. We've got to think about how we're thinking about our thoughts in a new way. This is not easy, but are y'all ready to go on a little journey? I'm going to stretch you. I want to stretch you. We're being stretched. We're we're trying to find out some things, God, that how you begin to operate. You know, God is a, we've talked about quantum physics. We have a quantum God. We have a God that created the universe. There's nothing new here for God. There's ways that we can do some new things and maybe some science is is doing that but it's confirming the word of God 
So I want to I wanna go on a journey for the next few weeks. And we're going to challenge you on some things. We're going to challenge you to think about your thoughts. And I believe it's going to turn your behavior because you know, heard me say, it's not the external things that should control us. We should be controlled internally. So when a tragedy hits your family on the external, you just don't quit and give up. You just don't, like Job's, I can't remember if it was his wife or maybe the, his buddies were saying, just curse God and die. He didn't do that, his wife. Just curse God and die. It's like, we're not going to curse God and die. Are you with me? In fact, we're going to be able to take this in Romans 8, 28, and he's going to work this out according to our good. Thoughts again. You think, feel, and you choose. I'm going to pull up an email that I got from the other night when we had a Friday night. And Tatum, we had temperance. Um, she came up at the end of the she's what 10 she came up at the end of uh, at the end of the gathering we had and she said I really feel like this ought to be declared over the body there's a 10 year old girl that is thinking about declarations over your life because her thoughts are for you to have good and not evil. Some of you know this song, but it's, it's in Jesus' name. Let me see if I can pull this thing up. And... It says, I want to speak the name of Jesus over you. In your hurting, in your sorrow, I want to ask God to move. Speak the name because it's all that I can do in desperation. I want to pray for you. I pray for you. I pray for you. I pray for your healing. That circumstances would change. That fear inside would flee in Jesus' name. I speak the name of all authority and declare and blessings of every promise. He's faithful to keep. I speak the name no grave could ever hold. He's the greater he is the stronger. He is the God of possible. I pray for your healing. That circumstances would change. I pray that the fear inside would flee in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, come believe it, come receive it. Oh, the power of his spirit is now forever yours. Come believe it. Come receive it. In the mighty name of Jesus. I pray for your healing. That circumstances would change. I pray that the fear inside will flee in Jesus name. I pray for revival. For restoration of faith. In Jesus name. She signs it by Katie Nicole. Will you just stand to your feet? For me please.
We come to church and we come to celebrate our relationship with God. We come to celebrate His goodness. We come to celebrate who He is. We come to celebrate redemption and salvation. We come to celebrate hope and faith and love. We come all those things. But we also want to come to learn about our thoughts. We want to learn about how God thinks about us and what matters to Him for us. And there's some of you here that you need to know that God is a God of hope. You need to know that He is a God that won't ever leave you nor forsake you, no matter what you're going through, no matter what your physical body's telling you, no matter what circumstances you're dealing with, that God's got this. And that we just continue to trust in Him in faith. And I want to encourage you to begin to start thinking about your thoughts and let's kind of be more aware in the moment. Our thoughts can bring up the past or our thoughts can look at the future. And you heard me say, somebody showed me a Facebook deal the other day that somebody had and it was what we had quoted was that the past, when you look at the past, it brings depression. And then when you look at the future, it brings anxiety. Is it really going to happen? Am I really going to be able to do this? Am I going to have a good life? Am I go you know what I mean? All these things that are there. But God wants to be in the present right now. Let me just pray for you. Just close your eyes just a moment just so we can focus on Him. That's the only reason that we're really doing that. First of all, Katie, I, or, or Temperance, I thank you for your words through that song that circumstances are changing in our lives that no matter what we're looking at we know that all things are possible to him that believe listen to me this morning church as I say that you are more than a conqueror that you are overcomers that you are sons and daughters of the most high God that your identity your foundation should be in Christ and as it's in Christ then I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. I'm redeemed in Christ. I'm set free in Christ. I can operate out of the old and into the new in Christ. There's new things coming. There's some exciting things ahead. But I'm in Christ right now. And Christ has got this. Your situations, I'm decreeing and declaring that your situations are changing right now in the name of Jesus. That your attitude towards situations are changing. That your concerns and, your, and, the, and the wisdom that you need is the wisdom that's going to be in Christ. It's going to be the wisdom. He is wisdom. And that you're going to receive understanding. You're going to get understanding. And that you're going to not only think about those thoughts and the emotions that's attached with those thoughts, but you're going to say, I'm going to not be driven by those thoughts. I'm going to be more than a conqueror, and I'm going to conquer over some of those things that those thoughts are creating within us. And then we're going to, we're going to make new thoughts. Thoughts of love. Thoughts of blessing. Thoughts of you're fearfully and wonderfully made. Thoughts that you're created in His image and in His likeness. Thoughts that you don't have to worry about what somebody else says about you because the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings says you are magnificent. You're amazing. 
and that you can walk in that and you can operate in that and you can live in that and you'll have joy and peace in the Holy Spirit within that. And I speak that over your life today. Maybe you felt like you're far away from God and now today you're like, I'm moving closer. That's great. That's what he wants. That's what I want. But you're thinking more about him and his goodness and let him release his goodness. The Bible says that that it's the kindness of God that leads a man to repentance. And we'll talk a little bit about that word repent if you want to look it up in, in the Greek and what it means. And it's really about changing your thoughts. So we just thank you, God, that we are being changed and transformed. Even today, as we go out of here, we know that we are your children and that we walk in your fullness in all that we do. Thank you for situations changing. Thank you for circumstances that are changing. We just speak a blessing over your life today in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Can we give him a hand clap of praise today? Turn to your neighbor and say, keep thinking, keep thinking, keep thinking some good things. We bless you if you need prayer today. We want to pray for you. Go forth in his power and his might. Have a great day in the Lord. God bless you. Have a great afternoon.